How's it going, everybody? Major Legion X here of uh, Thunder Squadron. Yes, I have flubbed that intro completely. Um, so, it's been a day. It's been a day. It's been a week. Lots of things happening in the TC as of late. Uh, a swath of promotions uh, for those of you who have been watching the uh, the polls and announcements on the Discord server and in the website news. Uh, just a load of promotions going on going all around I could not get the news ticker to list each and every single one surprisingly with all the other things I had so congratulations to everybody who got your reg promotions well earned well deserved um, so in further news just a uh, heads up we do have a new metal that has now been implemented the I think the biggest news that we have uh, the new. I'm sorry to scroll down. Wish I should. I should have had this. Uh, um. Uh, there it is. Uh, the O R A. Yes, the Ora. Yes, we do. Uh, we do plan on hearing uh, JoJo references throughout <laughs> the, its implementation. <laughs> but the Operational Readiness Award has now been uh, fully implemented into the Tycor. Um. And it is to replace. It's hard to explain. It's to to replace the Iron Star, copper wing, copper ribbon variant. Except we're not removing the copper wing, copper ribbon completely. Just putting it now, as a means for it to be used as a placement award, where the operational readiness award. Uh, will take its place as a non-placement award. Hard to explain, we'll get into that later I'm sure with today's guest. Um, in other news, uh, the other biggest bit of news this week, the new combat operations exam COE slash 2 dash 2 slash 2, one of those two, um, is up, uh, revamped by uh, Fleet Admiral Miles Prower and uh, it is now live. I am glad to report that I was the first guinea pig of this test. Um, but uh, it is live, and if you are interested, if you, first off, if you are in the Tycor and want to be part of the Combat Operations Office as an assistant, this is the test needed uh, to pass. So go ahead and go ahead and take that. I just said go ahead twice. I am okay. <laughs> um, just go ahead and take it. Uh, have it graded by Miles, and uh, he'll get you sorted out with your new job. Should you wish to go for it, uh, I, why do I why do I put some emphasis on this? Because in uh, RTF, raise the flag competition again. We'll get into that later in the program. Uh, is around the corner, and he is going to need a ginormous amount of help. Uh, so yeah, if you are interested in the COOA position, the Combat Operations Office assistant uh, position go ahead and contact him make sure to take that test and we're right as rain uh, but today ladies and gentlemen I am here with, uh, with someone who I wanted to get in for the longest time but real life has just seemed to mess with schedules as is always but everybody please welcome Rear Admiral Jax Nassin Nason I Screwed up that NASA. Really awesome. Hey, how you doing? I am doing good. Uh, Sir, we've been trying to get this going on for what, like three weeks now? Uh, yes. And as always, real life decides to say no you and throw that Uno card at us. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. Yeah, but hey, we finally we finally here. We finally got it. Um so how you been? <laughs> You know what? I've been okay. It's it's been pretty good. Good, good, good. So for those who are listening to the show, I don't. Okay, should have said this disclaimer as well. Apparently, Twitch is reporting some live issues. Whether it's live or not, we're still going on the way with the recording. Uh, apologies for those who, um, if there is no live stream, I briefly did see it live though when I opened up uh, the Twitch page. So it should be live. But I am uh, actually currently watching it to keep an eye on the chat to see what people say. Ah, perfect. Okay, so they'll they'll eventually pour in. Um, but yeah, well, if I don't respond, or if any of us don't respond to the chat, 
uh, apologies again. You know, I can only do so much with two screens. Uh, all right. So first off, wanna wanna announce or want to let uh, everybody know who's watching the show. Uh, Rear Admiral Jax is part or is the logistics officer now. How, uh, best to explain it from the words of the man himself. What is it that you do in the logistics office? That's a good question. <laughs> Alright, but no, seriously, uh, so the role of the logistics officer is kind of be a bit of the keeper of the archives. So, primarily I spend a lot of time in the, uh, the Encyclopedia Imperia, which is our wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also the go-to person when people have questions about you know, EH timeline, lore, things like that. So uh, one of my uh, things I'm trying to work on right now is, as, as you may be aware, chat, uh, there <laughs> are currently technically two timelines on the Wikipedia yep. for EH canon. And we're in the process of going through and trying to figure out what's best to keep, what's best to get rid of. Do we want to change any uh, of the, not the existing EH lore, but the Star Wars lore that we kind of lean on because the EH has been around long enough that we definitely precede Disney canon. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I think um, Camjin kind of went into this a little bit when you had him on. Yeah, uh, and, th- and dropped that bombshell on you. <laughs> out well, of what, what I was going to say was that we have a very long and storied EH history. Right. And our current timeline really revolves more around Star Wars history. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of one of those things I want to fix where we shouldn't really be talking about Star Wars. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. We should not be spending most of our time talking about the EH history in relation to Star Wars, we should be talking about Star Wars in relation to EH history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we, we've got 20 some odd years, 25 years worth of backstory that we really should have as the forefront when we start talking about EH canon. So that's kind of a, one of the things I want to work on. I've got the, a small team of individuals I want to put together and uh, see about having uh, like a little committee that can go through and say, this is what we're going to keep, this is what we get rid of. Uh, what aspects of old Legends canon do we want and what aspects of the new Disney canon do we want to use? Uh, kind of like, I guess, as mile markers yeah. to really kind of sit or seat where we are in time. Because that's kind of the way I look at this uh, timeline that we have on the wiki is more of a, a guidepost, if you would, mm-hmm. for major events. So that way we can kind of say, oh, yeah, uh, I know what 25 ABY is, but I don't know what happened in 25 ABY. And then we can say, hey, this is, you know, by the accepted canon, this is what happened. So, you know, for instance, we're in 30 ABY right now, but we're really about two to three years from the emergence of the First Order, if I remember correctly, because I want to say they uh, rose to prominence in 33 ABY. Yeah, I gotta, I would have to look that up again, but yeah, I think, I think you got it right there. It's like spot on on the money. Um, well, I won't take too much credit for that. I, I was just talking to somebody about it recently, and that number just stuck out in my head. Gotcha, gotcha. They're the ones that told me the number. I mean, hey, hey, that, that's, the, that's the tricky part, you know, with current Disney canon and the extended universe. Because even I, uh, without getting into too much detail about it, I had actually contacted you earlier on a subject for a new IU course. Again, not going to get into it on it, but it was just like... Yeah, this is a problem because that list splits at this point, and I don't know which one to go to. It's like best to the best one to ask. Um, what I at first asked our current TO, our trading officer, and she sent me to you. So it's like, all right, bet. Why? Why wouldn't I have uh, first went to the one who keeps the canon lore? But uh, yeah, um, still we still gotta hash that out. But it, it it is a very difficult. Uh, at least to me, it's it, it's difficult. Where where do you like? What what parts of extended universe do you take and do you not take? And what do we keep for canon? And do which Disney is canon? Why I I don't want to be the one person to pull you know that lever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because let's be honest, if somebody comes down and sets in stone, comes from the ta- the mountain on high with the stone tablets to say this is the canon one that's going to 
anger a lot of people and two i can guarantee i would get it wrong so that's why i want to put together you know i've got this idea of a of a tiger team that's going to go through and say this is you know what should be the accepted you know eh timeline or uh, accept a star wars canon going forward so that way we can make sure that we're not screwing up anything from previous eh timelines but we're also leaving ourselves the flexibility for integrating star wars canon in the future because to be honest i mean the eh itself sits kind of you know tangential to everything that's happened uh in star wars lore since the original movies happened right so we we really do kind of sit off to the side and we're doing our own little thing and having those mile markers that say you know like when was luke skywalker born was is, is great as far as trying to figure out what our timeline should be but we shouldn't be so mired down in those little pithy details about like you know oh do we want to accept that mar jade and luke skywalker are married because if we accept that then what happens if they bring mar jade into disney can and everybody's like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread <laughs> yes and they want they want that version of mar jade which uh, to be fair i do not ever see happening because everybody loves the original incarnation of Mara Jade. I just pulled that out as a as an example because if you go to the timeline right now, it'll actually pull, show on the timeline when Luke and Mara get married. I'm just like, why do we as the EH really care? Other than that, like I said, it's kind of a goalpost marker or a mile marker hmm. along the way to kind of give you an idea of when things are happening. Yeah, uh, I will. I do want to say though, uh, hashtag bring back Mara Jade. Um, like I said, like you said, I don't see it happening. I wanted to. I really, really wanted to. Uh, my personal opinion is not to because she and Luke have such a storied history together within the uh, the old books that whatever they do would completely disassociate and they might as well just bring in any redhead and give her any name, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, other than that, or we get uh, CG Luke with the computer voice forever and ever. I mean, it's on its way there already at this point hate it because you know mark hamill old as hell right but what i mean if you understand what they did for those episodes in uh mandalorian season 2.5 2.5 yes yeah you otherwise known as the book of boba fett (laughs) yeah we're gonna spend a quarter of our show on a completely different character that everybody really likes but like they they had a body double. They That's not even Mark Hamill talking. They literally plugged a bunch of his old voice lines into an algorithm, and it spit out something. That's why it sounds somewhat robotic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to this route where they want to try and capitalize on that nostalgia, but it's going to be a hindrance going forward because there's so much baggage bringing all that into you know, the, the shows they're working on, and they're working off of TV budget at best. So you're asking a lot out of a little. Um, when the Mandalorian was doing best was when it was just doing its own thing and not having to really uh, rely or hinge on anything that's come before it. Right. So other than you know hashing out details for the canon, because um, I I know you and Camden have been in talks ever since I I guess ever since my interview with him that day when he just started dropping those bombs on you and well in all <laughs> fairness to him, he's actually been really busy uh, oh yeah of course yeah well he, he just got a promotion at work so he's kind of been uh, uh, yeah. preoccupied with that so he and I really haven't had a whole lot of time to talk about it we're we're going to be blocking out more time here in the near future to really kind of start hashing it out I've been real preoccupied trying to get things fixed up on the wiki um trying to redo the template section make things a little easier i've got the style guide rewrite i'm doing uh so that way we can kind of say this is the best way to write an article for the wiki and then you know so uh, i've got competitions i have in mind about you know writing pages or updating existing pages overhauls things like that right Uh, now without getting too into it because i don't know what I should have cleared this earlier, but I'll, I'll be as vague as possible unless you're okay with it. Uh, does that include the systems? Yeah, I'm currently going through those right now. It's uh, We have all the information for the systems sitting in two different websites. 
and so we're trying to con condense those but there's a disconnect and th this kind of boils down to things changing in the eh timeline over time okay so the older system manual if you go to it just has a one paragraph blurb for each planet real quick but, re uh, real quick for those of you watching what we mean by systems we're talking about the the territories the, the, the territories we've written up for the EH canon lore. So we're talking about like actual like planets and cities on those planets and colonies. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, for, I forgot Grand the Grand Admiral wants us to keep it uh, open. So it's like, ah, crud. I yeah, you get me rolling, I'll just completely forget to explain the entire backstory. I'll just go right down the hill. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, you, you're, you're working on the systems manual right now. Right, so the systems manual is a collection of all the, like you said, all the systems and the planets within those systems. Uh, so we actually have a set of IU courses that are designed around them. So I'm trying to balance three things when I do this. Take all the old information from the, if you go to the systems manual that's on the website right now, you'll get the old system manual. Mm -hmm. And then we have a new system manual, which is, I won't call it a copy paste of the IU courses, but it's more or less a copy paste of the IU courses. At some point in time, there was an update to a lot of the different planets that were captured in these courses in this new system manual, but we never actually updated the existing system manual. So there's conflicting information there. Hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to do all that, ensure that the IU courses are still taken care of. And then if we make any updates, that that reflects in the course material itself. So that way there's, there's uh, no issue of sitting down and going what the hell is this question really asking which happens currently right right you i, I you can ask silas next time you talk to them about how i freaked out about what is this question really asking i think i know which question it is already let and um, as i say are you comfortable with talking about specific uh, questions or do you want to keep it vague i would prefer to keep it vague only Fair because enough. You know, there's honor code and stuff, and I don't want to be like, hey, this was the answer to the question. Fair fair enough, fair enough. But I will say, though, I I know which one you're talking about, and I'm going to be honest, I did crack up on what happened. <laughs> so apologies for that. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that my answer was probably the best I could have done with what I had, and I still got full credit for oh, it. Oh, yeah. So that's all that really matters in the end. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I saw, I saw all, all of that going down um, while I was doing other work for the uh, for the TO. But uh, see, and this yeah. is a, this is another issue too. So we've got these IU questions, and you know exactly which question I'm getting ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got this IU course, and it asks a question. There's nothing in the course material that states the answer to this question. But if you go to the existing system manual, which is the old information, that information is buried in a table somewhere. Mm -hmm. but that doesn't gel with the answer in the answer key and that was a hill I was definitely going to die on because I had it too dead to rights yeah. this is what the answer was I don't care what your answer key says yeah I was I was there for the entirety of that <laughs> uh, but yeah so you're you're working hand on hand with the uh, with, with the TO in getting these system courses uh, right. hashed out correctly Right, and so we're going to try and get the system courses. Uh, there's only technically four active ones right now. Mm -hmm. So once we get the system manual finished or finished migrating it over, um, and not that there's any holdups, it's just it's been slow going having to go through all the material, mm -hmm. validate it, and get it all updated. These tables are very cumbersome. Um, I'm also uh, relying on Calv for or Calv Rider for all of his renders. He's doing fantastic new renders of the planets oh, is he? that That's we're using. Awesome. Yeah. So if you actually go to the systems manual in the uh, or the systems within the wiki, you'll see these new renders. And oh, it, we've only got a handful. I think we only have like five or six planets right now. So there's still a lot of work to do on that end of it. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been my I've had my hands full with uh with other work that I'm doing for the TO, so I haven't had the chance to look upon the wiki to check all the new stuff, but eventually I did plan on going through all of it, because Lord knows uh, Thunder's Squadron page needs work again, as it always does. Uh, and apparently uh, Marenta in chat is saying, don't listen to this guy, he voluntarily flies X-Wings. I mean, Technically, I voluntarily fly Y-Wings. So I, I'll, I'll say, we'll, we'll, we'll 
well, actually, you know what? Let's get to that now. So, um, even though you are in, uh, you're, you're the logistics officer, you are also still in Firebird, correct? That is correct. Now, my question is that why is that why wing a personal craft or the or the squad craft? Well, because we no longer have squadron craft uh, Y wings in Firebird anymore after um, this last go round with remobilization. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, for people who aren't familiar with this, uh, squadron remobilization is a yearly competition where everybody's given these different goals to meet. And if a squadron meets so many goals, they get to do things like upgrade their craft, change out for different things, change their mottos, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, so in Firebird, we were able to get access to, uh, if you want to call them level one craft, because there's different levels of craft you can get access yeah, to. Yeah, the different tiers, though. I, I'm still in disagreement with some of those tiers, but I can, I can understand. They are what they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, when I say we, the squadron commander and uh, current XO took a took a poll, and they were in agreement to basically redesignate Firebird from an infiltration squadron to more of a infiltration recon squadron, I think. And so oh, okay. in doing so, they got, they got rid of the Y-Wings and the B-Wings, and they went to uh, one flight of X-Wings and two flights of A-Wings. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to ask what was the the reasoning for that change, because I know a certain one is uh, would not let me go away from this question until it is answered. But... Um, so the reason why you switch from the Y wings to A wings is simply for the recon portion of the infiltrator squad, correct? That is correct. Yeah. Oh, uh, apologies, stream. If you heard that, uh, I, you know, a lot of you know that I live in Florida. You're gonna hear rain. You're gonna hear lightning and thunder. Heh, pun intended. Um, apologies. <laughs> so, um, all right. So back to the back, back to the squad. So. So you, back back to the Y wing. You said the Y wing is your personal one, or yeah, I actually fly a personal Y wing uh, that I named Hog H A W G. In real space, in a real space, it kind of reminds me of an A ten. Okay. Yep. Yeah, fair. Fair. I can I can see that connection. But so um, I wanted to I wanted to bring that idea over. So hence the name Hog. And um, I actually was working on a small fiction last year mm-hmm. about uh, a different personal craft, which was a modified Gozanti that I called the uh, the penultimate or the pen for Pigpen. Yes, um, I do remember uh, hearing about that. But so, have you always had this uh, Y wing since you first joined? Yeah, since I first, uh, that was like a, one of the first things I added to my INPR. Immediately, yeah. part of my profile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if only, if only we could get every, every sub lieutenant to do that. <clears throat> no, not being salty about it. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I was lieutenant at the time because I made lieutenant within like two hours. Yeah. Was a, okay. That's a that's another discussion that I've had with a lot of other folks. It's like, how long did it take between your sub lieutenant to lieutenant transition? I think the fastest I've ever heard was thirty minutes. Honestly, like straight. You, you have to have a very tied-in commander for that. Well, I think like Pliff was like right there from what they said, and was like, "Yeah, all right, go cool, switch." It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think like on day one, I did like my INP. I basically looked at the list. Was like, what are the five things to do? And I basically did all of them. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh yeah, like, we'll do, we'll uh, submit LOCs. We'll do INPR. <laughs> I just went down the whole list. Yeah. Uh, um, that's the same thing. Like I, I was still kind of vague in my IAPR at first, but I eventually fleshed it out. But it was mostly the the legions of skirmish that I got that uh, that got it switched. But it was still like within a couple of hours. It didn't take in, so, in certain cases months to switch between sub lieutenant to lieutenant. Right. But um, well, if, it, if it's taking a sub lieutenant that long to make lieutenant. They're not trying very hard. Yes. Um, in certain cases, though, the something may have come up, but then it's then it falls back to well, okay. So when it got cleared, what happened? Why didn't you continue? And that's where the question remains open to this day. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Alright, so you, you you started it you started straight in Firebird and haven't left or have you jumped uh, squadrons? Cause all I know is that you were you started in Firebird to my knowledge. I have always been in Firebird since I joined. So when I joined, um and Marenta will call me a dirty rebel sympathizer <laughs> Yeah. She knows that I've always preferred the the rebels of the New Republic and pretty much all iterations of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how the movies are designed. They want you to like <laughs> yeah. the good guys. Exactly. So they really, they are really infallible. Right. I'm just waiting for the chat to pop up. <laughs> but he, she hasn't said anything yet, so I'm sorry. Never Go a second. She's, she's already trying to remind me that I'm in Firebird 1-3. Ah, okay. <laughs> Which is X-Wings. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I joined straight out of the gate, and uh, she was like, well, since you like New Republic or Rebels, you really should go to one of the uh, the Infiltrator Squadrons. So, oh, she's busy. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just thought that she's busy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so we'll so she, she suggested when I joined, because uh, she actually tried for months to get me to join, uh, probably dating back to, I'd say, January or February mm-hmm. of 21. Uh, so she was really, cause she, uh, she'd been in the EH back in the nineties and then, you know, we met and got married in the late aughts mm-hmm. and, you know, I've heard about the EH off and on. And then, uh, at, during like the beginning of the pandemic, she was like, you know, we're all sitting around, you know, kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do in isolation and lockdown. So she was like, I wonder if the EH is still active squadrons that just came out. I had actually just finished the, uh, the campaign mode and had put the game down okay and so she ends up buying the game finds out the eh is still a thing uh joins back up in the reserves and she starts playing the crap out of it and i'm just like hmm, that sounds like fun but i don't want to join a big group right now so she she needled me for a while and the way she got me to join and it, it, like i said it took her a handful of months she just kept having fun <laughs> And, and just made me okay. jealous. Okay, so she used the bait tactic here. It's like, oh, look at how much fun I'm having. And here you Pretty are. Pretty much. Of- and finally I was like, <laughs> fine, I'll have fun. I'll come and join your little group. So in, in the beginning where she was like trying to get me to join, she kept saying, hey, why don't you go and actually join you know, one of the infiltrator squadrons? So when I finally did pull the trigger, I picked him. Uh, she had talked with Stryker. And uh, they both agreed to have me come into Firebird. Gotcha. And and it was just uh, since then you haven't left Firebird. No, no. So if you want to say meteoric rise at the beginning, so I quickly got pulled in as a flight lead, and then took over a squadron exo, and was actually in line to take over commander at <laughs> the uh, beginning of the year. But then, you know, I, at the same time. The, the previous logistics officer stood down and I took the opportunity to put my name in the hat. Mm-hmm. And so at the exact same time that commander came up from Firebird, um, I got the call from Turtle that I was one of the finalists for LO. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so it's like, uh... obviously I, I, I did, I didn't want to take both. Cause I mean, we do have uh, EHCS members who do hold command positions within the TC, so like if you look at uh, Lon. Lon would be you know, the perfect example, yeah. But in his in his case, which by the way, he was actually in Firebird when I first joined. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in Firebird, he actually stepped back out to become, uh, if you want to say, Thai Corps Reservist. He was still active in the EHCS, but he no longer wanted to hold a, uh, uh, a flight position. <laughs> so he, stood, he took a step away from the TC, but then we needed a commander within the fleet, and he took it upon himself to to dual hat if you would and so he's been dual hatting as a a squadron commander for a few months now i didn't want to do that because we had viable interested people in becoming commander for firebird and i felt that would be taking an opportunity away from somebody if i was dual hatting in that perspective so that's one of the reasons why i decided i wouldn't take the commander spot we we left it open um and then you know striker came back he took over and now he's in raven and the new raven squad i actually i stood back from squadron command or squadron xo 
to give somebody else, which was Taurus at the time, we, we allowed Taurus to step into the XO position, and now Taurus is commander of Firebird. So trying to let things naturally move the way they should move instead of having a uh, higher up individual you know, sit on a position where we have people who want to be in those positions. Right, naturally, which, which is also what uh, Silas is doing in Thunder. We're trying to get, well, not trying, we have a new XO, or I've selected a new XO, and we're just waiting for Pliff to make the change at this point. But yeah, yeah. It, it it was natural for like, yeah, we're y'all are already in CS positions. Let those that are starting up and showing promise, you know, pull the reins on a squad level uh, leadership so that they can get that experience under their belt. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, now, now with Taurus being a, a Firebird commander, how has that, how has that been? I haven't had a, great. I haven't had the chance to talk to him as a like an actual commander. Well, he's he's been doing wonderful. He's uh, really stepped in the role, really taken over the reins. Uh, I mean, chose going to recon, which was a major departure from what we've been doing previously. Mm -hmm. He uh, just took a poll within the squadron. They changed our motto. I think it was. No, oh, you mean not the no, the nickname. The nickname. Oh, okay, the, the nickname. nickname. We changed our nickname. Mm -hmm. So now we're the Lion Eyes. Okay. Which is kind of funny. I think that's a, a good funny punny name, mm -hmm. being that we're you know infiltrator recon. Yeah, I, I have to ask though, like for those who don't know the whole joke, how long did it take for you to get flight names in Firebird? Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put in that little that little like fork in the side because it's like I Firebird I think is the only one that has that history. <laughs> uh yeah, because uh we've got brand new squadrons who were stood up after Firebird who already have their nicknames. It took us, let's see here. October twenty twenty, I think, was when Firebird was stood up. And it wasn't until I wanna say March of twenty twenty two. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was for everything. We we had nicknames uh, right after RTF in 21, or Raise the Flag, so that would have been November, December time frame. And then I did a uh, I did ranked choice polling to see who, what kind of names we wanted for each of the flights, and then we did rank uh, we did um, I think it, we did we just blurted stuff out until we said that one sounds really good, and, we, and that's how we picked our mottos. However, that still took a while to get put into place. <laughs> right. And it wasn't... It, it, I'm not pointing any names because in all honesty, it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just timing. There was, was a lot of yeah. lot of, lot of, horrible timing in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, timing was just horrendous. Um, but eventually it, yes, you did. Yes, it, it turned into kind of a joke on the challenge. Uh, yeah. As anybody who was on the challenge... Actually, I think even the whole fleet could have seen the, the channel... We had a, chan a chat channel called Firebird Flight Memes, which was where everybody came to poke fun at us for not having nicknames or flight mottos. Yeah, um, I think it was actually Fleet One at some point, but I think it, it's no longer there, is it? Um, actually looking to see... I'm not covering nope. for the culprit, Maretta. I am being political. There's a difference. Oh, what'd she say? Yeah, I'm oh. looking at the chat. No, 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 no. Like, like to really, to be fair, just the timing was just all horrendous. Um, no one was at fault. Well, yes, but no. Uh, the squadron manage management page was for certain people was broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll go there. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll use that. We'll use. That. <laughs> But no, like, um, I, I know, like, everyone wanted to know, like, what was up with that. And there, there's your answer, ladies and gentlemen. It's just timing was bad. Um, they did, though, finally get their their names. I do have to ask, though, because every time I see it, 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 it doesn't so much confuse me because I know there's a meaning behind it, but I just never asked anybody. I believe it's your flight three, the Brahmins? Brahmas. Brahmas. What is that? All right. So as you may know, Travis has a thing about chickens. Right. So 
everything is chicken wing, chicken this. Uh, we've had uh, here, uh, the barbecue bee wings before, the foghorn leghorns. He really goes hard on the chicken aspect because Firebird, he sees fire chicken. Right, so he okay. really leans into that. So Brahma, if you ever just Google it and just kind of pull up a GIF, it is a gigantic dinosaur chicken. That's what By that dinosaur gift. chicken. I mean, it, it, it's a modern chicken, but the damn thing looks. It's like got to be four feet tall. It's huge. That one gift that constantly gets posted every now and then in the Discord server. That's what that is. I'm guessing. Yeah. So the, that yeah. big chicken that's coming out of the coop. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it can't even squeeze through the door. Yeah. That's a problem. Okay. It's massive, and he loves the crap out of it. Okay. Um, that makes a lot more sense because here I am looking at this name and. Me and my rap braid that goes straight to the Fallout universe. Does it read? Right, it, I did yeah. the same thing. Does I it, was a <laughs> I was like, does it say? Does it read Brahmas? Reads Brahmin, which is the two-headed cow creatures in the Fallout games. I'm like, that's nothing to do with chickens. What? <laughs> but uh, but no, that makes more sense because I just didn't know what a Brahmas was. But that. Yeah, so so yeah, you yep, got the that, that, that drama. It is a gigantic chicken that I'm pretty sure still thinks it's a dinosaur. I think <laughs> most chickens think they're still dinosaurs, but I think Brahmas are even worse because they're big. I was gonna say some sort of is that is that still a thing where they, like they had some sort of genetic uh, link to the T Rex? And I'm I'm really trying to say that with a straight face, but I can't. <laughs> like, I would. I think so. Maybe uh, uh, I'm not a. I'm not a chicken specialist. Nor am I. <laughs> well, I've asked Travis. He's the one that knows everything about chickens. Yeah, I just, I just remember, like, there was some sort of connection between chickens and T-Rexes. I'm like, there's there's no way. I can't take that seriously. Um, well, and here, here's a funny story for you about Travis and chickens. So that? when I first joined up, uh, one of the things that Travis and I bonded over was that we're also both, both huge Ghostbuster fans. Right. Uh, he right. and I both actually own Proton Packs. So... We bonded over this. We had you know, our little geeky moment about Ghostbusters, and uh, he started going in on the chicken stuff. Now, if you've ever watched the old cartoon from the 80s, they actually had an episode with a were chicken. I and think so there's I this guy, remember that, yeah. Yeah, there's this guy. He absolutely hates chickens. And he's got this long, like, crooked neck and this big beak-like nose, and it just he looks like a goddamn chicken. <laughs> and uh, so... Travis was going on and on about it, so I thought I would do something very nice for him. So I made a uniform and I photoshopped that guy's head onto his uniform. <laughs> Travis the Chicken Man. Uh, he loved it ever since, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, he enjoyed it for what it was. Nice. Um, but yeah, like you also have uh, a bunch of other legends on your. on. Uh, Firebird as well, like for example, Nixa, uh, who Correct. I, who I uh, among others from Tempest Squad, I, as I see as the monster, one of the the top monsters of the single player realm. Um, he is, yeah, he still sets high scores to this day. I was just like, gonna bat like battle battle high scores. It's it's impressive what he can do. For the, for those of you wanting to know what the difference between a mission high score and a battle high score is, so the mission high score, that's just one mission. Battles tend to have an average between I'm gonna say four to seven missions, an average. Um, yeah, I typically play on at least five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, the, and those battle high scores cover all of those missions. So for to set a battle high score is pretty damn impressive. Um, but yeah, like you, uh, you have Nixa, you have Travis, uh, you have Trigi, who is your, who is the squad's current XO. How's he doing with that? He's doing great. Doing good. All Everybody's right. doing great. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah. But uh, Tri Trigi has uh, really stepped into that as well. Uh, I'd be constantly posting, constantly keeping people engaged. He's really good at the at the role. And as a former Squadron XO, I appreciate everything that he does. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, that's why I asked. It's like you you think he you think he's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Acclimatizing to the role? Yeah, he's definitely acclimatized to it. Nah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's been a Squadron XO before. Right, because so. he's a returning he's a returning member. Yes. Um, all right. And yeah, he's, uh, I want to say he joined 20, 
Let's see here. He joined 22 years ago. Ooh, yeah. So he definitely he definitely has. I want to say he. Yeah, he was at one point I think a logistics officer. Maybe that was uh, Darkonus. That was. Uh, we we've got another couple old hats in. Like we got a lot of old hats in. Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna say Obi, who uh, who Darkonus is. Yeah, he's in there as well. Uh, but Trig I, I, okay, Trigi used to be a wing commander back when we actually had the wing commanders. Oh no, no, no. That, that, that is a landmine we are not touching. <laughs> Uh, I can uh, I can already see the uh, the general red alert sounding in uh, a certain high admiral's head right now. <laughs> uh, but you all of a sudden he'll be slumming into the chat. Oh God! I please, heard please God no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I see. Also, you have a you have a a new one, an Alexander Castle. Oh, well, okay, he's actually been in Firebird for a few months, and not to get too into oh, okay. it, he's really meant to, meant to have already been AWOL'd at this point. Oh, okay. Uh, he's missed his AWOL check, he's, he needs to be inactive. Uh, it's, it's, because I want to say he's been in for about five months now. Ah, uh, so that comes in with what we were talking about earlier. Three months, uh, okay. he's been in for three months. Uh, well, he joined in May. Well, if, if he doesn't get the boot win, let's hope he, uh, he does come back. For sure. Oh, we've tried. Um, I've really have tried to get him back. I think he's no longer on the Discord server. Is one problem we're running into. Uh, well, wherever he is, I, ho I hope he's doing well. Um, all right. So, moving on, uh, reversing back, I should say, from the list of questions I have here. Um, any any sort of future plans other than what you're working on already with the wiki and the systems manual um the canon i'm sure or is that just literally the only things you have at this current time well i mean everything i i am currently working on revolves around those uh so you know manuals are a big thing so we've talked about the emperor's hammer training manual uh, it's kind of, it's very out of date i want to say it was last updated in 2011 Maybe okay. before then um, so we we've looked at the training manual and tried to figure out what is its real purpose so we've considered instead of making it a true quote unquote training manual turn it in more of a policy document mm -hmm. uh, you know all this stuff is so super exciting and you know flashy I know um, but we, we've, we've looked at these ideas of going through all the different manuals as you've seen like the the coup manual miles has migrated over to the wiki uh, we're currently in talks with Plif about migrating the TCPM to the wiki. Uh, obviously, the system manual is currently being migrated into the wiki. Uh, Pretty much everything is going into the wiki. That is, that is the idea. Uh, okay. It's it's great resource because we can actually lock things down so it can't just be edited willy-nilly. So, okay. like, if you as an individual try to go to, say, the coup manual and try to edit the coup manual, you cannot. Uh, only Miles can and other people who have similar permissions. Right. Uh, we'll do the same thing for the TCPM and et cetera, et cetera. So that way we can maintain that uh, revision history. So as things change over time, we can see what do they used to be like by looking at the rev data. Uh, so that way th we don't lose things to um, some form of tribalism or tribal knowledge that people just kind of forget or mess up in their brains over time. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the big things. Um, but yeah, the other, you know, a couple other things I got going on is again wiki related. I've got uh, this unit page uh, guideline style guide I'm trying to write up. So basically, kind of read as this is uh, not an expected way, but a preferred way of say uh, formatting your squadron page, uh, things that things to that nature. Uh, I've got some comp. I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I've got competitions I have planned that I want once I get these style guides formalized where we actually put out competitions that'll say, you know, when a squadron updates their page during this competition time, depending on which markers they hit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, awards and shinies will be given out. Um, one of the things, too, I've been doing here the last, uh, now it'll be two months here in a week, uh, but I've been going through the wiki and every time I see somebody who's done something um, useful or they've made a meaningful contribution to the wiki, I'm giving them awards so that's going to be after this next month my trial period will end on that i'm going to look into formalizing it a little bit more gotcha uh i want to say 
that I'm, I'm sure Taurus is already up on the top of that list after the big uh, wiki change he did with a lot of the squadrons. Yeah, he went through almost every squadron page. I think not almost. I think he did go through every one, from what he said, anyway. Uh, I, I could be wrong. It was, it was pretty close. I, I went through his, his uh, edit history. I was like, yeah, he pretty much had Although every I, single one. I would have loved to have gotten a warning about that because I, I have the... Um, for those of you who don't know, in, uh, who aren't in the, t- in the Emperor's Hammer, we have a, uh, a digest email that gets sent to us after... Uh, after whatever we have it set to, we have we can change what types of notifications we got, and I particularly have the one where a if a wiki change happens on the squadron page, uh, I am to be notified, because I was like I'm very particular with what gets on put on that wiki page. And the moment I saw Taurus ha- uh, had made a, making a change on the on the page, I'm like, I didn't ask him to do that. Why did he do that? What did he change? And I was freaking out. <laughs> get on my phone to figure out what he changed um only to find out he it, what it was was actually helpful i'm like oh thank god wish i had warning but thank god everything's fine <laughs> yeah he he actually sent me a message after he did all that he goes i hope you don't mind i'm like <laughs> lead uh, with you're that. benefiting the eh i don't mind at all yeah but lead with that first <laughs> then make the change because <laughs> i was like some of us were we're very we're very scared when just random changes happening without our knowing but still, love, I, I love the I love the new change, and I'm sure he's like you said is is up for something when uh, whenever you do get that award set. Um, so let's see, we've gone through <laughs> we've gone through your life of going from SL to Rear Admiral. First off, I gotta I'm trying to remember what rank were you when you when you finally got the prestigious and I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it like this because I know a certain someone wants me to call it like this uh when did you become butt admiral first off I'm the one that calls calls myself <laughs> butt admiral <laughs> I know who you're talking about and yeah. he, he cannot take that word from me <laughs> my um, so I was a commander when I got tagged to be the yellow okay uh, and this is so this is this the regular is where things camp. get really it gets really wonky having two profiles. So actually, uh, the best way I can put it is each profile is like its own separate character. Mm-hmm. So I've got this uh, rear admiral logistics officer character that has its own ID line and a bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. and then I've got um, my f- TC profile essentially. So you know that's my now captain with its ID line and everything else that goes to it. And there's weird overlaps, but at the same time there's no overlaps. So, like, uh, if I'm logged into my Rear Admiral profile and I've got a bunch of stuff sitting in the Legion queue, if they get processed, they go to my Rear Admiral profile. Oh, okay. Although they technically, they will technically count on both now. We That was a problem we fixed with the new website. I, I was going to ask because... Of, oh, sorry, go ahead. I said there aren't a lot of people uh, who have dual profiles now. Uh, there's Silas, myself... Uh, Lawn should have one. Pretty I much, think that's really about it. That's active in the EH. So pretty or much all all the team. all the ones in a CS position that are also in a squadron. Yeah, if you have a flight, if you have a squadron position and you have a EHCS position, you're going to have two profiles. Okay. Um, and is that I'm guessing that's staying a thing, or were there talks about? That's staying a thing as far as I know. We There was a lot big change done to it when we made the new website. Mm-hmm. So when I got picked up as LO, there was we were still, I think, a month away from the new website being up. Mm-hmm. There might have been a couple of weeks. Um, so instead of trying to initiate the new profile with the new rank and everything in it uh, through uh, the old website and the old database, we decided to just wait it out. And the, the new website is much better equipped to handle these dual profiles than previously so i'd hate to have seen what it was like on the old website because uh it's actually fairly easy right now i mean i just go i I basically click a button and i go from flight member duties to logistics officer duties and everything that i can do as a logistics officer i have to do under that and everything i can do as a flight member i do under the other profile okay so uh because that's i guess another thing that for those who are fresh new commanders or who are just learning the ropes if you see this 
uh, episode now or far th- to the future to whoever watches. Uh, oops, hit the mic there. Um, for those of you wondering, if you're in a command position, if you're in a squadron commander position and you um, and you have a flight member uh, who is also part of the command staff, you're, you're probably wondering which one if you're saying like if you fly with them and you're submitting legions or whatever which uh which one do you quote unquote assign uh the legion to and i'm guessing at this point it doesn't matter uh it could go for either yeah yeah, it doesn't really matter you can go for either um ideally what i think we should have done maybe this is something i'll talk to turtle with uh in the near future i haven't really wanted to bring up a whole lot of stuff website related because he's been busy with the the new ttt uh, trying to get everything out the door on that. Getting There's the, a bunch of other... Getting the new Aura medal. Yes, we're getting... We're yeah, gonna not keep... the or the Aura. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. We're going to keep getting uh, people calling it the Ors. And then for those who are who are JoJo uh, reference people, yeah, you're going to be hearing that as well. Um, but yeah, getting the... the ty- was it the Tycor tailoring tool? Is that it? No, that's... Yeah, that's the... that... No, that's what it stands for. Tycor Tycor tailoring tool. Yeah, TTT three. What what creates our um, uniforms? They're getting the new uh, the new medal, uh, operations uh, no operational readiness award as uh, as part of that. Now I'm thinking, or is that not? Yes, that uh, that's one of the big things they're adding into it. Uh, they're we're also trying to get things fixed up for the new squadrons. Um, and yes, there is the Tempest tailoring tool, Marenta, but we don't use that anymore because Tempest is no longer around. Uh, the original TTT was made by somebody named Tempest. Oh, and so okay, if you actually like... look, at, if you look at a lot of the back end stuff, uh, I was like if say, you pull okay. the models out, I was well, I was if, if, you, if you if you dig into the coding, you'll see Tempest's fingerprints on everything. Well, every, every time you I, you say Tempest, I'm not thinking the person. Now I am. You're I thinking was, the squadron. I was yes. thinking the squadron. Like they're here. They're still quite here. <laughs> well, uh, that's the funny thing, actually. And that so one of the things on the wiki I've been doing is trying to make what we call disambiguation pages because we have a lot of like named things, and Tempest is one of them. So there's. I think like four or five things named Tempest that I have sitting in the about. Oh, okay. <laughs> or the, the, in the disambiguation page. Um, well, I know. Of, but uh... yes. So going going back to TTT. Yeah. So uh, we've got a, a small revision coming out. I think it's like 3.01 or 3.02. Um, and in it, there we'll have the new ORA in it. Uh, the new squadron patches will be live and good to go in that. So there's a, a couple little things we're throwing in there. Uh, Calvin, I've actually been talking about redoing the um, the dress uniform to try and make it. If you really kind of look at the the texturing on it, doesn't look quite right. Mm. So we've been talking about how best to approach that, fix up the texturing. So at high resolution, it, it looks really good. Okay. Um, then there's also this is also on top of wanting to make a female version of the uniform because that's uh, been an oft-request thing. So I've kind of been on the side working on ways to make a more uh, feminine version of the dress uniform. Mm-hmm. But that's a, hu- that's a huge undertaking. Not only do we have to redo the model, but then all the uh, the shiny bits that go on it, yeah, the they're all kind of procedurally put in place, so we'd also have to redo all of that as yeah. well. Yeah. So it, be- it, it kind of snowballs really quick into this big thing, but I'm fairly confident that we can have it done. I just have to get it to a point where I can plug it into TTT or have Sky Shadow uh, make a, a test bed where we can have both a female and a male version. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, well, I'm also I've also been informed that it's uh, child taking care time in, uh, by you, or it's going to be soon. Um, no, no, she can do it. She she said she's doing it. It's just they will be up here. Uh, gotcha. And I've closed the door, so hopefully it'll limit the amount of noise. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I'm also I'm also uh, run out of my questions here. And then at this point of the show, it's I usually just leave it open for any questions you wanted to ask, if if you had any, or uh, just any sort of general comments and whatever. Well, let's see. We've talked about the things that I do. Um, 
I know you had uh, talked earlier about, you know, working alongside the IO and the TO offices. So as we, we didn't really go down that path. So as yeah. the LO, I'm actually a sub office of the internet office. Uh, the logistics officer used to be its own uh, separate CS position. But here, I forget how long ago it was, it was rolled into a subset because a lot of what the LO deals with is uh, internet-related stuff. So, you know, the fleet order of battle, the wiki, uh, taking care of... manuals and all that. Yeah, all, all stuff falls under the purview of the internet office because it's all internet-driven. And mm. to be honest, the, and I'll, I'll even go one step further, I think the internet office itself is basically the biggest office in the Tycor or in the, in the EH because everything we do is internet based. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, I, I see it as the biggest office because it runs yeah. everything. So, I mean, if we were to go by that, if we were to go by that rationale about your main job falls underneath the internet office because everything that you do is impacted by the internet office, we'd probably ought to roll all of the different command positions underneath it. Um, so why, you know, the, the comm and the LO are both sub-positions of the IO. And then you have the TO, who is its own separate position. Uh, we And there's a couple others that are their own separate positions. I think there's five overall. Mm -hmm. um, the the main, pro, or the main takeaway is that I have a lot of autonomy to do what I need to do. Um, I technically report to Turtle. And uh, from that, I obviously report to, to Rapier to as Rapier. well. Right. Um, but the big takeaway from all that is that I technically cannot have a command attache because the command attache is for the bigger office. So we can have one for the IO, but not one for the LO. Just like we, we could have a command attache for the training office. Right, so which, so is, which is Robert Hogan at this time. Um, but yeah, so I guess that was a question. It's like you could have assistance, but you can't have a command attache. Right. So okay. I'm allowed, I can definitely have an LOA. Uh, in fact, I used I had one when I first started up. It was a carryover from the previous LO, mm -hmm. uh, which was Jerry and Reynolds. But due to inactivity, he stepped down from that position. Okay, and um... he, he just he hasn't had a lot of time, and I oh, think yeah. he just life was getting in the way, so he stepped away from the Thai core and he stepped away from the LOA, which is fine. Which, yeah, which is perfectly um, fine. Um, real life always takes priority before anything else. Exactly. Um, but it's like, uh, are there any current uh, LOAs right now? I'm sure Calv was one. There are. There, no, actually, Calv is an IOA. Uh, oh, IOA, so yeah, excuse me. Yeah. I talked, well, I talked this over with, because uh, originally it was going to help me out a lot with what I'm doing as far as manuals and graphics for the wiki, etc. Because that front page that's on the wiki right now is 100% Calv. Mm, I just okay. went through and I just went through and made a couple updates and changes to mo modernize the, the linking and make sure everything was there was no broken links on it, but otherwise that, that layout and everything that's behind it is all Calv. Okay. Um, so he, he does a lot of work for the LO's office as far as that goes, but he's really tied. We decided it was better to make him an IOA because he's also doing a lot of work just for the IO's office in general. Mm -hmm. So it, he can still help the LO's office, but it, it gives him more uh, brevity to work for the bigger office. Gotcha, gotcha. Alright. Uh, also getting... Oh, I got a message from Turtle. Hi, Turtle. Uh, it's a big happy family. It's a family. big happy family that cross-pollinates. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. I said his name three times and he must have appeared. Well, I think he appeared originally with the other account, the Emperor's Hammer account. Um, but it was. I think this is his personal one. So, hi. Uh... And yeah, apparently, um, Marenta has decided to buy an insane amount of Legos tomorrow. I My guess fingers are already hurting. <laughs> As everybody also may not know, uh, Elo does not only stand for the logistics officer, but also for the Lego officer. Ah. Because I have an insane amount of Lego. I mean, who doesn't? Because I know I have like three totes worth in the in some warehouse somewhere in the back of the yard. <laughs> Um, I've got a 50-gallon tub full of Lego downstairs. 50-gallon? Uh, yeah, the things... I've We've actually had to replace it like three times because it keeps breaking. There's so many Lego bricks in it. <laughs> um, 
the room I'm sitting in, which only has like a minor fraction of the build kits, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kits sitting around me right now. Wow. Oh, I... Nine, I forgot the justifier. I just bought that. <laughs> Had to get that quick uh, correction right there. <laughs> well, because I got the Justifier sitting over here. I've got Luke's Land Speeder. I'm looking at the uh, Nebulon V frigate from like San Diego Comic Con a couple years ago. Ooh. The MC 75 I built. Um, the uh, modified Omicron shuttle from Bad Batch. Then an Architans. The N1 Starfighter. I think there might be. Yeah, the, the weird tank thing from uh, Mandalorian. The one that they rode through the lava flows and the uh, the canyon. I was gonna say, yeah, so you are not talking about the juggernaut because that's entirely different. Um, I think I know which well, one you're talking the one, about. What was the one they were on the, that they used when they were trying to escape from that uh, facility in the canyon? Yeah, it's, I forgot. I know it's of the repulsor classes, but I don't remember the designation. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it, y'all. Well, y'all can figure it out. Y'all can find it. Yeah. <laughs> And then an ATST, and then uh, the, I guess it's technically um, not a UCS, but it's it's a UCS level Ecto-1. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters. Nice. So, I got a lot of Legos, what I'm getting at. Yeah, Maretta's also saying there's 25 in the basement, 24 in the office. Yes. <laughs> those are the complete kits. Oh, complete kits. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, those are all the ones that are still together, mostly. I, I wish I could get back to Legos, but I just I don't have the space for it. I just do not have the space for it. Hopefully you think soon. I got the space. For I, it? Know, I know. Hopefully soon, within the next few weeks. Here's hoping. Um, more on that later. But yeah, no, that's. Uh, that, I think that's pretty much all the time we got. Um, am I missing anything? Any? Uh, I'll say. Do you have any big announcements, or are we good? Uh, nothing really. Um, I am uh, going to be probably putting out my first logistics officer report here very soon. Ooh, definitely want to read that. that. Definitely want to read that. Actually, no, that is that is a question since uh, there's really nothing out there that's if you're getting ready to ask uh, what what is the time frame or you know what how often should people be putting out reports? There's no, really no. Guidance. I know I know there isn't no guidance for that but it's like for the for the higher higher up offices for you for your office for the uh whichever offices that actually even want to do a report like is it just whenever there's a big update or it's just personal preference to whoever's running the office i'm guessing i would say it's personal preference i personally would say that um a six month rotation would suffice depending on the uh I guess like the the busyness of that particular position. So like, you know, the LO doesn't usually doing a lot of little small things in the background that people don't see. But you know, after a big big overhaul, say, would be a good time to drop reporter. Just you know, on the six months, say, in these last six months, you know, we did you know these five things or six things or twenty things or whatever the the count would be. You know, just like, hey, this is what we did this first half of the year. This is what we did in the second half. Or then when we get to the second half, this is what we did in the second half of the year. So on and so forth. Right, right. Because, um, I mean, if you've noticed, like, Camgen, as ISP, he'll put out one about every eight months, it feels like. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, coup, the coup puts out one uh, every, I'd say, two to three months, it feels like. For those of you who don't know what coup means, that's the COO. The combat operations uh, office. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I said. So then you have TCCom who puts out one every month. So right, that one has a little. It, bit more It really just things, it yeah. depends on how busy the office is. Is the office doing things that are highly visible and impactful to the you know the rank and file, etc. Right. I think really kind of goes to the decision making on how often you should be making your updates. Right. Alrighty, well, hope, hopefully, uh, uh, hoping to he uh, to see that report soon. Definitely would love to read it. Uh, but that's, yeah, I think that's all the time we got today. Uh, and you sure you don't got anything else? Just making sure, because I don't, I don't have anything on my nose here. <laughs> no, I think we've, uh, covered a good amount of ground. Alrighty. Um... Or do you want me to choose who's going to be the next person that you interview? You know, I was thinking... 
Uh, I should I should have you choose. I did. I unfortunately didn't have Silas choose. Um, also, we were supreme. Well, technically, we were Silas and I are out of out of rotation because you were gonna. Yeah. I think interview me before Silas, but then everything kind of you got mixed and topsy turvy. Yeah, we were also both supremely tired last week after multiple uh, real life work, but um. You know what? Yeah, go for it. Who, uh, who do you, who would you want to see in the next uh, interview episode? I can't guarantee it's let's... next week, depending on who it is. But yeah, go for it. All right, let's see here. We've already done Silas, done Maverick. Uh, do you want anybody from Command, or are you thinking further down? I was, th- I was thinking, I was thinking for season two, we could go for the for the Command staff offices, if possible. If not. Um, find out like who's in the news as of late and then cover them or something like that well because that really just leaves uh from command staff that's elizy turtle rapier um clark have you done miles yet i have not and i don't let's tap miles as the next one i I think he's been waiting for this (laughs) I, I think that's going to be a good one because he, he has so many different positions he covers. You yeah. can probably talk his ear off for about three hours. I, think. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I've, le- I've learned my lesson from uh, Camgen last time. I am not making a list this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, apolo- apologies, Camgen. I know you're probably watching. It's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing against that, but it's like when everybody told me uh, not to make a list for you, I should have listened. Even you said, even he said, don't make a list. And it, I did. I was I was in the wrong. I was so horribly wrong, but yeah, no, I still love that episode. And um, yeah, I'm thinking Miles is going to have a field day when he hears that uh, he's been nominated as the next interviewee. In, in fact, I'm pretty sure my uh, Ranger, who's in chat, I'm pretty sure he's letting him know right now. And if not, Ranger, let him know right now. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you very much, Jax, uh, for coming to the show. It's it's been a great honor, and again, I'm sorry that it that the schedule has uh, has been topsy turvy. But hey, we eventually got here. Hey, we got here, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate being invited. Of course, of course. Um, I'll be right back because um, I got a few things I want to talk to you off off stream. But uh, yeah, I'll be I'll just be right back. All right. All right. Bye, Chad. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna call it for evening. I hope uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode um, of the Airlock Podcast. I did write the correct episode, right? Yes, I did. Fifteen. So yeah, we'll try to see if we can get Miles onto the show. I'm sure he's going to be uh, bouncing off the walls, knowing that he's been selected. Um, can I say that we're going to have him next week? I don't know. I don't know his schedule. Uh, but I'm definitely, definitely going to be aiming for it next week. Probably Monday before he starts his combat operations event. If not, we'll see how the wind flows. But uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for stopping on by. This has been the Airlock Podcast, episode 15. And uh, I am your host, Major Legion X of Thunder Squadron. I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode. Take care. Good evening. Good day. Bye-bye.